0: Well, it's finally here. 29 episodes of 4020, and we have reached grand final preview day. It's been an excellent year. Tigers MS joining us as always. How are you, mate?
1: Very good. How are you?
0: Pumped up, pumped up, uh, Pete. How are you?
2: Yeah, good. Thanks. Looking very much looking forward to Sunday.
0: And we're missing Moldog again, maybe still licking his wounds when the Seagulls got knocked out a couple of weeks ago, but hopefully be back for next week's um, wrap-up show. But we've got to get right into it. Fever pitch, grand final week. And um, I guess, guys, you know, before we we get stuck into the two teams that are there, South and the Bulldogs, let's look back at last week's games. Um, the The South Sydney is far too good for the Roosters in the end. Although Tigers MS, the Roosters getting off to a, to a hot start.
1: Yeah, it was looking like um, Souths were just going to fall short of the big one once again. Um, but yeah, it just seemed once the um, once the Rabbitohs got the momentum, they did, really didn't let it go, mm. and they just were pretty relentless in what they did. And I think the uh, the toll of um, the Roosters. Losing the one-point game and playing the next week um, in another one-point game kind it of took its uh, yeah showed, showed they showed their wear at the end.
0: It ended up being thirty-two to twenty-two. I guess the Roosters having that comeback at the MP, but but Souths did look dominant from majority of of the match and all um, August well for them going into the grand final. Uh,
2: their forwards I thought looked absolutely outstanding, and even when they were behind on the on the scoreboard. Uh, they're really hurting the Roosters in defence and it's a frightening stat for Bulldog supporters that, um, the two previous matches against, um, uh, the, the minor premiers and the Roosters and Manly, the, um, who finished second, uh, they led Manly 40-0 after 60 minutes. Then they let them back into it when they fell asleep and, and then the same with the Roosters. 32 points against them and, and let them make the score look respectable with five minutes to go, so. They're in awesome form.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, that'll be the key this weekend, I guess, as going to full Addie. but we'll talk about it in more detail a bit later in the show. The Penrith Bulldogs game was probably the game of the weekend. Uh, the Dogs ended up getting up 18 to 12. It was one of those tough, gritty games, Tigers-MS, that finals football all about.
1: Yeah, that's right. It was mm. very much, I'm not going to say in like an old-style final, mm. but it just had that kind of grind about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I kind of always thought that, despite Peter best efforts, they weren't at their best or their most fluent anyway. Um, and I thought the dogs kind of always had them, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a pretty it was probably yeah it was definitely the better of the two.
0: It interesting, Pete. I, you know, I remember saying to you when we were watching the game on Saturday. You know, the Penrith almost looked like they were more dangerous outside the 20 meters. They had a lot of sort of attacking um, sets of six, but when they got inside the 20, it just looked like they they didn't really quite have that creativity to get across the, the line.
2: Well, that's right. They had about 55 percent of the ball uh, across the entire match, but their their attack, um, from my point of view, as a dragon support it looked very much like the the uh, the Saints take it last year, actually, where they just get in the opposition 20 and just didn't know what to do. There was no, they didn't seem to be a clan. Um, very little spark. Probably, I think, I oh, like Will Smith had a great year as a young man, making his do this year, but he didn't have his best game on Saturday night, I thought. Yeah, he's probably
0: targeted a bit, and, and maybe Tigers MS, Bulldogs followed the, the mentality of, of some NFL defenses and gone, we'll bend but not break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right, they um, yeah, just pumped them um especially any anyone who kicked it kind of copped it afterwards, uh you know, in the legal fashion that it, that it is currently, um and I'm sure that'll probably change when someone gets their leg snapped or something mm. uh but yeah, they did a good job, and I think that um whoever's doing the kicking. South, whether it be Keary or Reynolds, will end up on their backside the moment they kick the ball.
0: The other thing to think about, I guess, is is also when it goes out in the back line, because Tim Laffey was amazing in defence. He probably could have got men in the match for that, you know, the choices he made coming in on on that centre and and snuffing out. He was
2: outstanding. Um, He's come on in leaps and bounds.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, um, like I said, we'll talk about the game very, very shortly. And... um, Guys, I guess we've we've also got a look at um Super coach We we've been doing Super coach all year. They do do a final sting right now, but it's more looking at what's gonna happen um next year and commenting on that and Tigers MS Tim LaFi a guy we've mentioned on the show before, but definitely a, a watch or buy for next year.
1: Yeah, look he he'll be pretty expensive, I would imagine, um at the start of the year but um, I reckon he's one of those, uh, will be one of those top 20 kind of guys who you, you regardless of what they cost, um, you want them in your squad.
0: Yeah, let's take a look at the um, week three scores. Josh Jackson, another one of those guys, I think, going up from strength to strength, 90 points. Sam Burgess, 88. Sam Seguiara, 85. Dale Fenerkin, they're the bigger boy, 83. James Graham, eighty-two; Greg Inglis, seventy-seven; and Josh Mansour, seventy-six. So most names there that, that we sort of came have come to know. Um, I guess another guy I should mention, um, Aiden Guerra, there with with seventy. I think he's a guy that that you know, yeah, Origin might might be an issue, but a guy I think is going strength to strength for next year, and a guy we won't see next year. But but uh, Pete really played well. Was Ben Tia? Disney
2: not he what? I think he's he made a tremendous difference for for the Bunnies the other night. Um, yeah, And, yeah, it would be a shame to lose him. He has said that he may come back to rugby league again in, in a couple of years. So we may see him again one day. But, yeah, very hard hitter. And, yeah, no, it'd be great for
0: We're doing the season reviews um, over this finals period. And, and I guess now looking at the two teams knocked out this week, we'll start with the Roosters, Tiger MS, Can you sum up their season for us?
1: Yeah, it's a weird one for... The team that finished in the top four, they always seemed like they weren't at their best. Um, they had some really poor losses, um, like leading by a lot and then falling asleep and getting beaten. I think it was the Sharks that did that to them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and yeah, they just had a weird kind of feel. Like, um, with Maloney and Pierce both being dumped uh, from New South Wales, I thought, oh, well, here's, here's their golden ticket to have their halves. And, uh, you know, most of their team in despite the origin uh, drain at the time. But they just, yeah, couldn't quite get it happening until the end of the season. And then, yeah, and then Penrith got them. And, yeah, then the Cowboys nearly got him And then, yeah, uh, we saw what happened last week. So I think that might be – there might be a fairly tough um, tough road for Trent uh, Robinson's next season. Um, he's lost a lost a fair bit of experience um, and quality players in uh, Sunny Bill, of course, and um, and of course Menicello retiring uh, to name just two guys. Uh, it will be very interesting to see how they go. But I think this year, as as a defending premier, we've seen how hard it is for the past uh, however many years it's been that no one's doubled up. Um that trend and I continues. Think that, yeah, and I, and I think that um, they did a good job in as defending Premier uh, to make it to the second last week.
0: And one other thing we're going to talk about uh, uh, very shortly on the show actually is about they'll lose Jason Taylor. Of course, he's going to West Tigers, as the assistant coach for the Roosters. Pete, it's your turn now. Let's have a look at the um, Penrith Panthers season and review a pretty
2: good year, you'd think. Absolutely. Um, no, I think they had a great year. Uh, Penrith uh, made some changes, as we all know. They was getting um, Phil Gould in as the, the general manager of football operations. I think his title is, and Ivan Cleary, um, and brought down some really experienced players uh, this year. Got rid of the well uh, well known um, and well sold out there, Luke Walsh, uh, half half back out there at Penrith, and he went over to England. They then uh, recruited Jamie Soward from the Dragons and brought down Peter Wallace, who was a local boy uh, from the Broncos, and also Brent uh, uh, Price. I uh, came across to, to Penrith as well. Then, just before the season started, they picked up Jamal Idris. So they'd recruited very, very well um, and spent basically the whole year in the top four. Everyone kept waiting for them to fall over, particularly, I've, I'll put my hand up and say that as well, about two-thirds of the way through the season, they lost Peter Wallace. Mm. Said, oh, you know How many other clubs can survive um, the, the permanent loss of their half-backing captain? Well, they did. They brought in a young bloke called Will Smith uh, they'd also lost Isaac John, John in the halves. Uh, they brought in, uh, Will Smith, this young 5'8", who did an excellent job of the set-up. until the other night. I didn't think he had a great game, but he are very happy with his season. Uh, Saud led them around the, the paddock very, very well. Uh, Matt Moylan at fullback was absolutely outstanding, I thought. Uh, Mansour on the wing, outstanding young Dean Farray out in the centres as well. Uh, their forward pack worked together very, very well as a unit as well. Um, yeah, I think they're on the up and up. Uh, some of the young players have gained a lot from their recent experience. And, yeah, I think you've got to be definitely in the top four again next year. Very, very commendable season. They should be very proud. And um, they say sometimes you've got to be the bride's to be the bride. So I think that, that may well apply to Penrith. I think they'll, they'll go well again next year.
0: Well, if they improve again, this five-year plan is looking pretty much on, on the money. I feel good. They've done a great job there. And just looking at teams like Parramatta and, and the West Tigers are now following this GM model. Um, is testament to what Penrith have done and how they've done it. And um, no it has been a good year for them. A couple of things before we go on to that um, story about the Tigers. Uh, the Broncos have allowed Josh Hoffman to... Um, leave the club basically said that he can he can look for other offers and the raiders are likely to step in with a one million dollar contract tigers ms uh what do you make of that
1: yeah um if i was the raiders i would be doing that as well i do really rate hoffman um i think he's a great i think he's a better fullback than um they were playing than where the bronx were playing him um first off um yeah, if I was Canberra, I would be doing the same thing, especially with their uh, current recruitment troubles.
0: Pete, the Saints uh, have had a need to sort of bulk up their forward pack. There's rumours that both Brett Morris um, and Trent Merrin will be leaving the club. There's also rumours they might pick up a couple of players
2: next year. Well, I was absolutely furious the other night. First of all, as a Dragons member, I get this uh, email saying, oh, and I congratulate the club on, on this aspect where they said, you know, there was talk about Merrin and Morris. You rest assured we're uh, deep in uh, contract negotiations. Want them, want to make them one club players, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, that's all fine and dandy. They said there's, you know, basically indicated there's not much room to move in the salary cap, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Morris has signed up for next year anyway. Um, then 48 hours later, there's talk about Russell Packer Coming back to the game next year He's going to go to the Broncos and so on And then Penrith are putting in an offer And all of a sudden the Dragons have found money To apparently put in the best offer of the lot And they don't even know Whether the NRL are going to certify him Okay to play next year But also what an image for their club To, to buy a player Who was not just You know it wasn't just You know found in a lewd actor Like a Todd Carney This guy's actually been found guilty Of an assault and was jailed um, and he's still in jail at the moment.
0: Oh, it's um, a mess. Who, who else are they going to get?
2: Well, you know, they're also talking to George Rose, who's not exactly Mr Fitness Fanatic. So, Mate, they'll be
0: the jailhouse uh, rock team.
2: Uh, indeed. <laughs> yeah, very good. But, um, Danny Wicks. Oh, John Elias, is back in the news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want my club uh, to take a no-dickhead policy. I'm not saying George Rose is a dickhead. I'm, not, I'm saying he's not a great player, but Russell Pack would be dickhead policy by number one, in my view.
1: Well,
0: guys, um, Tigers MS, I want to start with you on this one. Obviously, the the West Tigers are the team. Both you and I um, support. Um, Jason Taylor, a bit, bit left field there, has been named the, the coach for next year with... Uh, Phil Moss, ex-Penrith, the GM. Just what what do you make of all of this?
1: Well, the main thing I got out of it is that more people are excited about the GM than they are about the coach. To be honest, mm. um, I, I think the Tigers pulled a nice swift one by putting the ad out on Seek while everyone was trying to come up with a joke uh, for that. For that, they, uh, I think they snapped up a pretty pretty smart. Um, GM in uh, in Moss. Um obviously his work at Paner is shown in the last couple of years. Um, as uh, Jason Taylor, well, geez, I don't know. Um, I, I think they probably could have picked, you know, eight eight other guys that could have done that might do just as good a job or better than him. But I guess you've got to give someone a chance, and every it's not a known quantity. Uh, I'm not sure if um, Jason Taylor has worked with any of the Tigers guys prior, which may well be a good thing. Um,
0: I don't. I don't think so. I'm wondering if there's an element there with the whole thing of bringing on Luke Brooks, J- Jason Taylor being an ex, you know, quality halfback.
1: Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then <laughs> that's all good as well. Um, but uh, as a whole, I mean, look, he was a. a Jason Taylor was at Parramatta. He took over Parramatta mid-season and put him on a decent run. Um, yep. Souths were going okay at one stage under him. Um, till he got punched in the face at the end of the year. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I really don't know how he's going to go there. Uh, I just hope he does have some actual uh, backing. Otherwise, he'll probably be out the door at the end of the year once okay. again.
0: I guess the question is, you know, we're just joking about second chances there with, the, with your team, of Dragons. Does this coach or does any coach deserve a second chance? It's
2: essentially what he's getting. I think, um, yeah, I think he's probably quite a decent coach. He's, he's uh, worked closely with Trent Robinson, but as we know with the uh, Wayne Bennett, a la Wayne Bennett Steve Price, just because he's worked with a decent coach, doesn't mean he is one. Um, but it will be interesting to see how Taylor goes. He's beaten Anthony Griffin, who I thought was, was to use a misopianism, a, a lay-down certainly certainty for it. Um, Nathan Brown, he's also beaten, I dare say, several others. Um, it, it's He'll have some pressure on him, but not exactly the most coveted coaching job in the comp, I would have thought.
0: Look, oh, I've just got this to say it. The West Tigers have done the right thing going for a general manager. It looks like, you know, I hadn't heard of Phil Moss before this, I've got to be honest, but it looks like, you know, they've made it quite an astute buy, but they've got it all backwards. You don't hire the coach at the same time as a GM. You hire the GM to go and get the coach. It's just a disaster. It's just typical West Tigers management. We've seen it over and over, except for those few years where Tim Sheens was able to take control, rest control away from those factions and get a good team together and get them playing and winning and and winning a grand final. Here it is again. They go out and go, we need a GM. Why did you hire the coach on the same day as the GM? It just doesn't make any sense unless somehow... The GM, they've said, oh, we're we're, we're definitely hiring you and help us out. We've got to hire a coach. We want to name them all at once for publicity's sake. It makes no sense at all. The GM should have been in on all these interviews. He should be the one making the decision. (laughs) West Tigers, disastrous again. Look, I've got nothing against Jason Taylor. I'm going to be, you know, hoping he does a great job. I I just don't get it. You've got a GM in. He chooses a coach. Phil Gould chose Ivan Cleary. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that's my rant for the show. Let's move on to. That's a good one. Best bets. Well, <laughs> and And um, let's not look at the two teams that have been named. Of course, the big news this week is the fact that Isaac Luke won't be playing. Um, he was ruled out due to a suspension. Upside, um comes in there at hooker. Um, other guys to come in there for South Benlow, Luke Burgess, Bryson and Goodwin remains to be seen, which play and which do not. The Bulldogs, um, Michael Ennis will be a game-time decision. Look, it'd be a, it would be maybe tragedy's too harsh a word. It's not a tragedy if he doesn't play, obviously. Tragedies is, is what happens, unfortunately, to Alex, Alex McKinnon. But it would be a disappointment, obviously, in his last game for the Dogs if he couldn't get on the field as captain, etc, etc. Most of them are already mature at the, at the extended bench. We'll see how those goes. Pete who is going to win the GF? You did tip Souths would win it. I should have mentioned this before. We were going to look at our tips at the start of the year. You said Souths to beat Manly GF, not a bad prediction. You had six of the top eight right, although you did miss the Bulldogs. You didn't even have them making the eight. Oh, but didn't. not bad. And you picked our Tigers to come wooden spoon. So you didn't get that right either, just. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so will Souths go on with it? Round one, you said Souths. Do you say it? this week.
2: Well, I can't get off now, can I? Um, <laughs> I
0: think,
2: gee, it's going to be a tough one. I was looking back at the two games earlier this year between these two clubs as Canterbury went on that run. they won more games by a point in one year than any club in the comp since 1908, I believe. Wow. With uh, four. Um, yeah, so they beat the South Sydney by a point there and then South got them in a, in a close one um, about six weeks before the finals. At ANZ Stadium, which was one of the worst games of the year in terms of a real arm wrestle, niggly grind type of match, and I sincerely hope that the grand final, whichever way it goes, is not that. Although I suspect it may be with the loss of Isaac Luke, uh, Souths will lose some some flow in their from in their attack. There is no doubt the young is taking his place. is a very good player and did a good job there earlier this year, but he's not Isaac Luke. And same for the Dogs without Ennis, although the referees will be probably relieved he's not there if he doesn't play. <laughs> I will stick with South Sydney. Um, Canterbury have a bit more big game experience, but I think blokes like English will get South Sydney home. I'm going to take South winning by 10. I think Inglis will probably pick up the Clive Churchill medal.
0: Nice. Nice. Um... Dollar thirty nine Souths are paying to Canterbury three hundred five or an eight point line. The over under is thirty seven point five. Tigers MS, how do you see it going?
1: Um, I'm going to say the dogs by one. Wow! Uh, it just seems to be written that they're going to win this one, and it just has that feeling. And uh, I've seen it many many times before when Canterbury's made the grand final, and they shouldn't have or, you know, it was possibly against the odds for him to be there and to win. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a close one and they're just going to grind it straight out. And um, James Graham we've got the Clive Churchill.
0: Yeah, look, the Bulldogs, Manly, 1995 grand final is probably the one that stands out to me. I'm, I, I tipped um, Tigers mess I should say, you tipped Manly to beat the Cowboys in the grand final. You did get six out of eight. Right, Uh, only missing Bulldogs and Broncos and you had Raiders just I think coming the the Wooden Spoon so that was close too I tipped um, Manly to beat South in the grand final so I might just tweak it for the final game and say South but I think you're right the Dogs are going to keep it nice and tight I was wrong again with the Wooden Spoon said the Dragons while 5 out of 8 for the top 8 I I missed on the Panthers, you guys had the Panthers in there Um, but I didn't was our main miss there. Um, the over/unders interesting. The unders paying thirty dollars uh, ninety four, thirty seven point five. And the under twenties game. Brisbane are paying two dollars fifty. The Warriors only just got in there. They won in the f- amazingly in the final minute. They scored two tries in the final two and a half minutes, I think, to beat Parramatta. And just Parramatta and grand finals and 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 semi-finals don't <laughs> mix, do they? Even under twenties. Um, other best bets. Um, We've been going gangbusters, Pete, in the horse uh, racing tips. i tell you what, if you've been listening, you'd, you'd want to write everything down. Maybe we're going to have to start putting it up on the, the website, Pete. What do you got? We don't have a lot of time left, but uh, the Epsom or um, the Turnbull, you got
2: anything to recommend? Well, I think in the Epsom in Race 7 in Sydney, uh, Royal Descent is, you know, you come second all the time, this horse. There's a chance of actually winning on Saturday, so but... Yeah. If you've got some money, they're up on him for the place. He's got a tremendous record uh, at the track. He's nine starts, two wins, five seconds and a third. And over the distance um, for the race, which is uh, 1,600 metres, he's had uh, five starts for five seconds. So you can't do better than that.
0: Chris Waller, too. I mean, you know, can, can't go past him. I, look, I don't mind... Gay Waterhouse with on the Epsom day. She's been a bit out of form, but be careful. Woodbine, I know that's one you like as well, or Faden in, in the Epsom and Travolta in the Metropolitan. Um, maybe not a big bet, mate, but you you get good odds. And the Turnbull, I like Grease Caro. I think that's a horse. I mean, we know that Lucia Valentina's is in the race, although it may end up getting scratched. It's, it, it's got a, a bit of a injury. It's going to have to be vetted. Um, even the offer could be a chance in the multiples at Poisson de Lune is up there as well. And um, don't forget Happy Trails either. I think
2: that's one you like, Pete. Absolutely, very much. Yeah, won it last
0: year for me, 25 to 1. So, yeah, i always like this. <laughs> Definitely have it in the trifectas. Now, Tigers MS have been going pretty good on the NFL as well. Um, San Diego coming through, obviously, uh, in a big way last week. And the Eagles sneaking in there. But we'll take it as well. Any, any this week?
1: Um, yeah, look, I think Denver. Um, against Arizona. They're at minus seven um, points, and I think that, yeah, they'll cover that pretty easily. They score a lot, um, and their defence is a little bit better than last season, and Arizona haven't exactly been setting the world on fire.
0: Well, they're not a bad team, Arizona. Don't write them off. Don't write them off. I like the Cardinals a lot this year, but I agree that Denver are at home and when they do win, it's usually by more than a touchdown. So I do understand that. But I wouldn't write off Arizona either, And even if they do lose this game. Um, look, it's a little bit tougher this week. We had some good ones last week. But, um, you know, I like looking back at um, Atlanta Giants. We've said Atlanta, they're no good um, away from home. The Giants are giving up four, but that's not a lot. The way they looked last week against Washington, and they got the long break so I don't mind uh, taking the Giants there minus the four. Not a lot of time left, Pete, but you've got a world of sport for us.
2: I sure do, and I think this is one of my sort of favourite funny sports stories of the year, actually. Um, we've all dreamed, you know, as you know, regular listeners would know that a couple of us um, have an interest in horse racing. It's always a dream to own you a fast, fast horse and have <laughs> it win sometime in, down in Melbourne in the spring. Um, or even own a greyhound, I think, would be awesome to see to have some success. Well, there was a guy who was actually up on the, on the Central Coast. He was a greyhound trainer, and he purchased, um, instead of doing it the old-fashioned way, he purchased some semen um, that was going to inseminate his, his bitch called Supreme Instinct. And, <laughs> yeah, Go on. You're aware of this one, are you? Or? No. Oh, okay. I'm just, anyway. I'm just
0: thinking two years of doing this segment, and we've kept it really clean. And, and But, you know, eventually this, it had to go down a road like this, didn't it?
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's not dirty. It's just greyhound breeding. and how things happen. Um, um, anyway, he said he's bitch's supreme instincts, and he's apparently got a, a sample extracted from a, a Victorian uh, purebred greyhound called Bombastic Shreds. And this is going back a, a number of years, back to about 2008, as I said. Um, there was some puppies uh, she had, one male and, and two females. Um, he looked after the pups for a year and a half or so and then sent them off to, to puppy training school, basically, for, for the greyhounds. And um, the greyhounds were registered and um, um, the guy who was looking after them said back to the train that his dogs were some 30 lengths off the pace. Which is basically greyhound paths although very slow around the track. <laughs> there's some confusion as to why this would be, and DNA tests were done. As it turns out, the dogs were not purebred greyhounds; they were half Dalmatian. <laughs> uh, now there's, there's a court case going on at the moment between this uh, Central Coast trainer and the and the mob who actually were in charge of the uh, the the scientific breeding, as it were, and the company, would you believe, was it's called, it's called frozenpuppies.com proprietor. Oh, dear. Why you'd use that name, I don't know. But yeah, the, the case is still going on. They think it's a possibility, two possibilities, of course, that Mr Dalmatian was hanging around either the, the, uh, the bitch when she was at home, the greyhound uh, female, I should say, or when she was at the breeding clinic and they believed it is actually a possibility that's happened at the breeding clinic that there's a, there's been a Dalmatian there who's um, been on the lookout for a lady and so then he's ended up with um, a half greyhound, half Dalmatian.
0: Well, I guess we should be thankful they're not 101.
2: Exactly.
0: Well, Tish, set me up on that one. Guys, that's all we have time for. Big... Um, Sunday, of course, the big day, Grand Final. We'll be back next week to wrap it all up. Tigers MS, thank you so much. No no problem at all. And Pete, thank you. Good world of sport, as always. Yeah, we hope that you do. Log on, www.bullygsports.com, and you can find all our best bets online. Bye for now.